Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Lord of Light. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have our two very talented <laughs> guests, Jeez. Zachary Brockhoff and Lars Olson, back to talk about the hymn, Lord of Light. Wow, you've, got, you've got all the segue talent uh, <laughs> yeah, on, uh, at this table today, so thanks for having us, Mason. Yeah, today is uh, the 25th Sunday after Pentecost, and we are talking about uh, Lord of Light. Zachary, tell us about this hymn. Why was it written, uh, and what else do you know? Well, it was written to improve upon something that wasn't too great. Uh, and um, now, that's not what that's not what uh, the gentleman who who wrote this said. He said he wrote it to supplement supplement the original hymn. But um, all you have to do as a Lutheran is read the um, just a little bit of the original text upon which um, uh, this hymn is very 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 loosely based, and you realize um, they didn't care for the original too well. Um, it first appeared as a hymn, uh, as a text um, by Charlotte Elliott, and the hymn was My God and Father While I Stray. The general idea was that um, while we experience the sufferings of life and the difficulties of the world, um, including grief, uh, there's a line in the hymn that says, I murmur not. I I take this without mm. um, any difficult, you know, without even acknowledging this because because Sweet I have constancy, God, right? right? Exactly. Just, uh, <laughs> let everything pass around me and say you like it. However, um, we didn't like this too well, so instead we were going to write a hymn um, that, um, in the words of our hymn writer now. Um, this seemed like, um, he said, resignation to God's will without taking uh, cognizance of the necessity of actively participating with the divine purpose. Oh, so we want to be a little active in this now, and so that's kind of why the hymn exists. Now, I think it it does actually a better job <laughs> than this. Um, it's a better text than even what the intention was, particularly alongside this weekend's text, but it exists really to improve on something that people thought, no, this isn't honest about what life really is. Um, well, you can't get away from it, uh, talking about Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents. Um, the, the parable is about um, using what God has given you. That's absolutely uh, part of what's there. So if the, if the point was just, you know, Suffer, suffer through quietly. Um, that's not actually what the what the hymn, what the text is about either. Right, right. So the first stanza starts to do that. Says, "Use our talents in your kingdom." Now, this does not uh, 
quite reference the same as the, as the parable, <laughs> but it's a cute thing that it's yeah, no, so, a, a talent is an enormous amount of money, right? Uh, so um, you know, uh, something something like a, a lifetime's wages, yes. Uh, so um, not something that is is small and trivial, like you know, like oh, I've been working on my uh, on my you know three string guitar playing. <laughs> yes, you'd have to have a whole lot of three string guitar talent to. Uh, to, for it to equate to what the parable is talking about. However, um, that first stanza is asking, is saying, you know, God gives us um, so many gifts, abilities, uh, treasures, money. Um, the prayer, I think, of that first stanza really is um, that in all of these things that God gives, that they might be used for the good of the neighbor. Um, and finally, that the true purpose is that Christ might be made known, that God gives these things to us, and if we're going to use them well, uh, that it be that Christ might be known to our neighbor, to others. Um, specifically, that's why it says, does not just use our talents to <laughs> make us a boatload of money, um, but in your kingdom, as servants of your grace, as those who know Christ. Um, and, and so the remaining stanzas begin to do this, uh, to, to say what that might look like. And as I was singing through and reading through the, these other stanzas, particularly the second, um, it's really curious, um, at least it was originally. It says, by the toil of faithful workers in some far outlying field, by the courage where the radiance of the cross is still revealed, by the victories of meekness. And you start to read this sort of thing and you think, well, is this... Um, what we are to do, uh, is this what God favors, um, toiling, um, courage, meekness? This almost sort of sounds like uh, the Beatitudes, blessed are these people, right, that do these things. But I think it's, it's really, in the light of stanza one, you can sing this and understand it as saying, um, whether the works are large or small, right, in the, in the eyes of the world, whether it, you, you seem to have great courage or you're toiling in some far outlying field, anything done, uh, any work in God's name, right, to, 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 that, that others might know Christ, uh, large or small, then these themselves are gifts of Almighty God. It is to place what the world sees as mundane, but where we're actually able to give Christ um, as as really the purpose of why God gives us these talents and gifts in the first place. Yeah, it even goes. I mean, I think what you're I think you're saying exactly what the hymn is trying to do, which is to take us off of our measuring sticks to say, is that work big enough? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, last year we we did a hundred quilts. This year if we don't do <laughs> two hundred. We're we're just you know we're gonna feel sure. meek about ourselves and down on ourselves. But the point of any good work is that you're not measuring it because it's good because it's done in faith that God is going to do something with this, that God is going to make Christ known through this in ways that you don't get to control or see. So, you know, um, uh, and that's actually, you know, th this text and, and this hymn um, can be used in this time of year when everybody's talking about stewardship. Mm -hmm. And that's really what's is at the bottom of stewardship is that we're not saying, you know, give us your money so that we can um, control the budget for the year. It's uh, um, give without measure um, what you can, um, not so not, so that um, Christ will be known in the world through the ministries of the church everywhere. Um, without saying, without worrying about saying, you know, um, well, I gave more last year. 
It's bigger or smaller, sure. right? Yeah. To get out right. of that. That's what it's, I think that's what the hymn's trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I I also couldn't help but think of, it's it's almost another blessing, and I'm not trying to go back to the Beatitudes, but in Revelation where it says, blessed are those who die in the Lord, um, uh, for their deeds will follow them. And this is almost, you you read a text like this and you think, well, how do, how exactly does that work, right? But I think in in many cases, maybe most cases, uh, for people and those those listening, th- that um, uh, th- the reason we find ourselves in worship on a Sunday morning at all, or or part of the church, right, is because God has used uh, has given people gifts, and the Spirit has gone to work and used these that somebody might know Christ. Um, and uh, that's the reason you're you're here today is because of what what God uh, through others has has said. Okay, uh, let's go to work here that you might know Christ, um, and that deed uh, will not be lost, right? Um, and so the hymn starts listing more. Uh, it seems there's no limit to these gifts that God gives: um, knowledge, triumphs, zeal. Um, it, it, that's all stanza three. And then four finally gets around to, I think, finally what the work of the church is. All right, you've been brought here now. You know this. You have this. Um, What is the work of the church? Well, to pray without ceasing, right? To give the cross uh, of Christ to sinners uh, who need forgiveness, to bring the love and peace that passes all human understanding. And in this, actually, we have unity now in faith. Um, And so the hymn moves from sort of Thank you for all the wonderful things you've given us to uh, we have these gifts uh, that others might know Christ and uh, that the work of the church might go on. Is, uh, is that part of why uh, the refrain is, a, is refraining or, or rehearsing the Lord's Prayer? Sure, yeah, it is a strange thing. I've also found, uh, this will come up in another year, but uh, this hymn to be an interesting way to use when the Lord's Prayer comes up in... Uh, in, in worship, uh, even as a, as a final hymn. Um, but of course, the refrain is itself a prayer, as is the entire hymn in a way, uh, asking that that kingdom of heaven might be brought to all people. Uh, this is what it's saying, as in, as in highest heaven, uh, may that kingdom come now uh, in, in the ways that God gives us to do this. Um, whether it's 500 quilts or 100, we're, right, we're grateful for what God has given. And, and do with that what we can.
Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza by stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.